4: Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything.
3: I'm R.J. Bell with the sports betting headlines for Wednesday. In Indianapolis, it looks like Carson Wentz is going to play, but this line isn't moving in favor of the Colts. What's going on? The market has soured drastically on Wentz. If we're looking at Denver Broncos, this is a team that's been getting money since the draft, and their season win total goes up, up, up. It's almost nine with Teddy Bridgewater as the quarterback. And tomorrow we got kickoff. Tampa Bay still taking money, a vast majority of it, and the line is up to eight and a half. Here comes a four out of the Vegas Truth covering all that and more.
4: You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. <laughs> Radio. From the Vegas Strip, here's R.J. Bell.
3: You heard it, I'm R.J. live in Las Vegas, live on a Wednesday, live on 225 FSR stations across this great, great nation. And listen, this is an extravaganza of NFL goodness and badness. I don't care if I'm betting for a team or against a team. I like it if I know how good that team is. And we got AJ Hoffman, the man, NFL good, his college football even better. Sports bettors listen for the money, sports fans listen to no more than their buddies. I'm the pro. And so is A.J. He's the Joe L.A. Jonas Knox.
5: Always good to be here, R.J. And yes, on a day in which we are a little more than 24 hours away from the start of the NFL season. And we've also got a teammate speaking up on a contract dispute involving one of the team's best players. What is the Vegas lead here on this Wednesday?
3: I'm a big believer that when the market in Vegas doesn't make sense, it's some of the most interesting discussions because we either find out what we missed And that's we've added something important or we realize the market is screwy and we can make money. So let's examine in the Vegas lead on the Colts and Wentz and how the line is moving with the news.
5: Yeah, and Carson Wentz, the quarterback for the Indianapolis Colts, it was announced he looks like he is going to give it a go week 1 after suffering the injury and having offseason surgery to get ready for the opener. It is the Colts and the Seahawks coming up this Sunday, and right now it looks like the Seattle Seahawks are still the favorite heading into game 1.
3: Yeah, and we're seeing threes. Now let's let's do a little TikTok as they say back in time when this line opened and it was a nice solid number it was favored the Colts by two and a half points so almost three and then uh oh Carson Wentz lost a bone in his foot boo-hoo okay which again that sounds pretty severe I'm being ironic yes (laughs) it's severe if you're losing bones in your foot forever I don't think they put those babies back (laughs) is the line moved uh let's call it Seattle three so it went from two and a half one way to three the other. Now, if you just do a little bit of math, you can say, well, it's five and a half. Well, that's a little less than that. It's technical-wide, but let's call it five. So, a five-point move. Is Carson Wentz worth five to a backup? That might be a little bit much, but the backups for the Colts aren't all that good, so maybe, right? It's all relative. The old joke is, how much was Joe Montana worth? It's like, about a half a point. Steve Young was his backup, right? So, not a big drop-off, but you can have better or, you know, obviously whenever there's a quarterback competition, the drop-off from the name starter is going to be modest because it was so competitive it was a competition. But with Carson Wentz, the drop-off, though he had a bad year to some very unproven backups and weren't even sure who it would be, some whatever, it seemed right. Okay. In the interim since then, Seattle favored by three, pretty quick, when the Wentz news came out with his foot and his, the missing bone and such, yeah, there's been Nelson out. There's uh, other concerns injury-wise for the Colts, but let's be candid; those are all little half points, maybe. Right? Oh, you know Nelson's worth. Quint Nelson's worth a half point, but that's that's it. Okay. The line now that Wentz is playing, it seems, is three, meaning they literally are saying the market, the batters. Carson Wentz is playing. We don't care. But when Carson Wentz wasn't playing, the line moved five points. So now that he's playing, wouldn't it move back? Yes. So what are the possibilities? I'm going to give two and let A.J. and Jonas give their thoughts, and then I'll tell you what's going on. No, actually, I don't know. We're straight (laughs) out of Vegas. I'm confused by this one. The two possibilities that I see it is – Wentz, and Jonas said it in the intro, he'll give it a go. He doesn't seem to be 100%. So they're saying a hobbled Carson Wentz is no better than the backup. Mm. Or number two, there's been a reevaluation of something about the Colts. It could be multiple things, how good they are, how much Quentin Nelson matters, how good Wentz is. And all in all, they've been a drastic reevaluation of how good the Colts are. So even with Wentz healthy – the line is five points different, which would imply if, if Wentz, you know we're out, it'd be another five if it's about all. So I don't think that one's even really possible, that it could be the whole five points. It's not moving back. It could be two of it, you know, because lines move two points for no reason other than the betters just think the thing is mispriced. But it, they don't move five in the NFL. So I would say you can uh, that second one is a partial reason. And I think the main reason that I could even see would be that they don't believe Wentz is going to be better than his backup at his current health. AJ, what do you think it is?
6: I think that you are right. It's almost impossible that it could all be just a miscalculation of what the Colts were. But I do think or, that they, it could
3: it, be it, Seattle being upgraded, too. It's all relative between the two teams.
6: Well, sure. You remember at Seattle early in the uh, offseason, there was thoughts that, that uh, they, they may have players who were willing to sit out. Yeah. Uh, and, and both Why, those Wayne guys Brown's get paid. Not
3: moving the number.
6: No, no. But, you know, just a continuity thing. Everybody's happy now, though, in Seattle. Maybe that's a, a – there's maybe a half-point total in that. I, I'm with you, though. There's no way that it can be all, you know, the Colts. This is all just a reevaluation because, like you said, let's say generously Carson Wentz is a four-point upgrade from from the backup Eason or Ellinger. I mean, this, this line wouldn't go to, you know, seven – or, or even six, if, if they set up, Carson Wentz isn't going to play. I just can't right, so, picture it. So let's think that about happening.
3: what you're saying here. If we're saying it's not a reevaluation or a Carson Wentz type, hey, he's not 100%, so let's discount him, right? Is if it's not that, you're saying, well, heck, then under that theory, if there's been a reevaluation uh, of the team itself, other than Carson Wentz, which is causing this line not to move back, then the theory is. And if Wentz didn't play, there'd be another drop off because we're saying it's not about him. And thus it would go to like, like you said, from three to six, seven, eight. Obviously, it's not going to do that. So I, I stumbled on that when I was talking. And, and I think you're right. That really tells us this is about Wentz. Now, it could be some that people finally woke up and look at, looked at at his stats last year, how bad they were. I mean, they were in Sam Darnold territory. That's how bad and that's bad. And it could be that or it could be the injury, you know, and that they know he doesn't play well with injury because whenever he's got a little problem, it seems like it becomes a big problem. Let's go to Jonas. So, Jonas, what do you think?
5: I think this is all about Wentz. He was terrible last year, and we've seen this happen before. Not only just the injuries, but we saw him come back too early from an injury because he wanted to rush back to get on the field to prove the doubters wrong after Nick Foles won that Super Bowl. And what ended up happening, he got hurt again, missed a a giant chunk of the season. Nick Foles had to take him on that playoff run back in 2018. This feels like this is all about Carson Wentz's injury. I think there's real skepticism how close to 100% he is, and maybe he's rushing
3: to get back. OK, but see, here's what concerns me about or not concerns me. Here's what makes me question that is haven't we felt like he was going to be back now for like a couple of weeks? So I guess if he was so quick of pace at the beginning where it was going to reach the uh, the, the shortest time of that, what was it, five to 12 week range That's is right. doesn't that tell us that it's not just him being stubborn late, that he would have been ahead of the in, in his uh, recovery even early on?
5: See, I, I wasn't as convinced that he was gonna be back. It looked better and more promising over the past couple of weeks, but mm-hmm. I still was holding out some doubt as to whether or not he was gonna be back. Like that you know, was, was just talking, the oh, way okay. I read it. I, yeah, I was yeah. just saying
3: that's the way I read it. We're straight out of Vegas. I was talking to someone about the show today and I was saying, you know, Jonas, AJ, you know, uh, they everyone doesn't have. you know, everyone has a little less time and I'm like Jonas's insight his comments where he hasn't had, because I always would ask you questions in the past that you didn't really have a take on, but my natural thing is, and you'd you'd give like a very diplomatic, now you fire when you got. So I really, I, I tell you right now that morning show, I don't know if you're just being coached up on the, like, you gotta have some takes, but I mean, I love it. And it, and it feels extra genuine. I mean, like with you, you know, he's not just doing it for hot takes. So kudos, man. All right. We are straight out of Vegas. AJ, anything else to wrap up here? Because if you look at Seattle, I would say the general consensus is a a down arrow. There's a sense that Russell Wilson, as we've talked about, had his worst half season of his career. Worst. It wasn't even close. And could it be that at 5'11 and three quarters, he's not able to play as effectively as he's getting a little older and a little less agile? Is it that perhaps this other schemes that they're running got uh, solved in a way? Now, the fact they have a new O.C. is telling us, well, even if so, maybe that's not going to be a problem. But the talent, Russell took a lot of money and hey, he could get it. So he took it. But this is a every dollar that Russell Wilson gets is a dollar they can't spend somewhere else. And Seattle's talent level has been thinning out year after year after year it feels like and i think the wise guys are finally like yeah seattle's just, they're close to the Rams. they're close to the 49ers but these are not peers anymore The seattle is clearly number three in most people's minds
6: yeah i don't think they're way behind and and, and really this is all sort of speculation because we say that every year the talent's falling off, but the last three years, last four years, the, the Seahawks have won more games than they did the year before. So they've, they, they've finished with more wins the last four consecutive years. Well, what, so, four,
3: four years ago, what was the win count? It was nine. Then let me guess, 10? Yep. Then I'm thinking 11.
6: The yes. Then twelve.
3: <laughs> Correct. Okay. Because I was thinking, how many wins did they? I mean, that's <laughs> it. How? Where'd you get that stat from?
6: Uh, I just I, I pulled that one out. But that now, mind you, that's the only that nine that nine win season is the worst season Russell Wilson's ever had as far as win loss count goes. He's he's never won less than nine games. That's the only time he's missed the playoffs in his career. So, so do, this are guy you has high been, on Seattle
3: relative to the market.
6: I am. Okay. You and I made a bet on the podcast uh, about Seattle versus San Francisco straight up.
3: Let me give you a little hint about radio. AJ, everyone doesn't listen to every word you utter. So sometimes you want to repeat things in a way that informs those who are stopping by. It's and, almost but, like I you, just did that. Well, no, you're the one going, well, you and I just made a bet. You like you act like I'm crazy that I'm asking you the
6: question, right? I I don't think it was crazy. I was, I was giving I'm you an just, affirmative answer. I'm just
3: happy you're not – I mean, since you've never won a bet against me, I, I kind of <laughs> thought you'd be happy to like not even hope I forgot about it.
6: No, listen. Well, well, explain the bet. Uh, I, I took Seattle. You took San Francisco. Straight up season win total.
3: Uh huh. AJ or um McKenzie, how, What's the market say? San Francisco
6: is ten and a half wins expected. Seattle ten.
3: Okay, so a half a win is what about fifty cents? So yeah. what are you? What am I laying, AJ? Uh,
6: we're, we're, there's no vig. Even money. Even money. Kids,
3: that's how you do it. If you (laughs) wondered, that's how you do it. Let's take our first break. When we come back, we're going to wrap up about the Colts in Seattle. But then there's a lot more NFL news, specifically in Pittsburgh. T.J. Watt. And let's give A.J. credit. In the show production a couple days ago, he was saying, no one's talking about Watt. What's going to happen? Well, it looks like we're getting it's getting some attention. We'll get to that and the rest of the great NFL stuff.
5: He's RJ Bell. I'm Jonas Knox. This is the pregame show you've always wanted, right here on Fox Sports Radio.
0: Straight out of Vegas.
4: Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
0: Covino and Rich here, and whether you're headed to a campus to see some college baseball, meet up with old friends. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of
1: BF Goodrich tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you, or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation.
3: I'm R.J. Bell. We are straight out of Vegas.
5: And I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you, the fan. Coming up here in just a couple of moments, we will continue to take a closer look at a situation to watch for week one of the NFL season.
3: And a little show news is come Friday, it's our third anniversary. And I am going to be giving out my NFL three-year lock on Friday. (laughs) I'm not saying it's a short thing. I'm not saying it's actually a lock. Me saying it's a lock is metaphorical. It means it's really good. And once I pick it, I'll tell you what it is on Friday. But we'll have a a little bit of fun for three years. When you think about it, this is a sports betting-themed show. And still, to this day, with all the hmm, growth of sports betting, where it's become more and more acceptable, is there any other national show on one of the major networks on radio that's a Vegas perspective show nah this is it one of one baby and we appreciate all the support and maybe that's part of the reason fastest growing show on the network and that is because of your support keep it up and we're going to keep giving you winners like my pretty much lock because it's been three years but it's not really a lock on Friday (laughs) right here in Vegas though 107 degrees the neon is chugging
5: So, RJ, we're going to take a closer look at the situation in Pittsburgh. Do want to let you know that Straight out of Vegas is brought to you by AutoZone. Dealing with a dead battery, head to AutoZone, America's number one battery destination. They offer free battery services like free battery testing and free battery charging. So, next time you're having battery trouble, head to AutoZone, your battery solution, and America's number one battery destination. T.J. Watt, the stud defender for the Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, he is still awaiting a contract settlement somehow with the Pittsburgh Steelers trying to get an extension done before the season kicks off this weekend. And his quarterback, Ben Roethlisberger, stuck up for him, RJ, for your Steelers, saying, I think TJ should get whatever the heck he wants. He's arguably one of the best players in football.
3: Well, I like the sentiment, Jonas, but I think that's one of the stupidest comments I've ever heard. It's like, hold on a second. Who are you going to influence here? Are you going to influence the Roonies, or are you going to influence TJ Watt? So if you're Big Ben and you want Watt to sign, because let's be honest, if it's for eighty million or seventy-seven million, who cares? No one here anyone that says players got to get what he deserves and thinking that, you know, tens of million. I'm not saying he doesn't, he should get what he can deserve, but I don't care. I hope he signs for a few million less. You know why? Because it would replicate what Tom Brady does, even if it's not by choice. And thus, there's more money to spread around. Once again, every dollar you spend with one guy is a dollar you can't spend with the other guy. So big Ben's like the very fact he's saying this says one, he doesn't understand the basics of salary cap number two, and he's taking his fair share of money. And number two, you could see that T.J. Watt maybe won't be as um, staunch about it if he didn't feel the support. But if Big Ben's giving him support, he's going to be like, yeah, you're right. I should wait for anything I want. If I say a billion, they should give it to me. (laughs) I'm not – I mean, the player empowerment stuff has gone overboard, in my opinion, and I totally get that it's a reaction to how it was too against the players at various times in the past. But, man, I feel like we've swung the other way. It's time to come back. The idea that a Ben Simmons can have four years left on a deal and he's being sanctimonious that he played so bad that the ta- they want to run him out of town, and he's saying, well, I'm not going to play then. If you're mad at me for playing bad and making max, then I'm just F you. I'm done with you guys. You should be happy that you're paying me max and I'm playing like crap. That's what I expect. It doesn't make any sense, AJ. What do you think?
6: Well, remember Big Ben last year when he renegotiated? He he took less money, took an actual pay cut, spent some cash. Entering this season. Entering this season. Yeah, he put some cash into going. Like he put some of his cash into 2022, and really freed up about 15 million dollars in cap space for the Steelers. So. All right, AJ.
3: Let me let me wise you up on this. They okay. were gonna cut. It was an ultimatum. They were gonna cut him.
6: Well, where would they be right now had they cut him? With Mason Rudolph going into the season? I'm just saying, he's got some clout, too.
3: Oh, I know he has clout. I'm saying, why you if he didn't have clout, we wouldn't be talking about it. The question is, why use it in a way that hurts your team?
6: I think he's looking at it as T.J. Watts, the future of this franchise. Mm-hmm. And, he, and he may be right. He's the best player on that team. Well, yeah, he's one of the and, best players in the league. And for Ben, who knows he's on his way out, maybe that's, that's just his way of saying, hey, this is this is the way to keep this team strong. Give this guy what he needs and, and keep him around. This is what it is. He's
3: got one year left. It's the opposite. Big Ben is selfish. He, like like most people, but he's self interested. Who isn't really, right? So he cares more about TJ Watt playing now than the Rooneys paying extra money down the road. Right? So he's saying I it's not it's effectively it's not my money, but he not playing hurts me. So give him what he wants, please. Yeah. It's like a child saying, Daddy, I want that ice cream cone. Well, they're asking $28 for it. I don't know what you're saying. Ice cream. (laughs) I I mean, it's like, I get it. Big Ben didn't have, I mean, you know, he went to Miami of Ohio, which is a a really great school with great people, but maybe not the highest academic standard. (laughs) And, I mean, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I went to high state, so I don't really <laughs> worry about those little schools like that. But what I'll say is Big Ben never struck me as reading many books in the off season. <laughs> you know, In baseball, uh, there's a famous book called Ball Four, right? And Jim Bouton wrote it. Great book. It was the first book that really showed honestly what was going on in the clubhouse. And it, it talked about Mickey Mantle and doing amphetamines, the greenies, as they were called. And it was like, it blew the lid off of stuff. And I think it was published in maybe 73, 74. And, you know, when I was a kid, many years later, I heard about it, read it, loved it. Um, The idea there was that back then the players, like literally the Yankees, and we've all heard this, they were getting... Uh, they had uh, jobs in the off season. Now, not Mickey Mantle, but like even a starting pitcher would be selling used cars. If you're a member of the Yankees and you're selling used cars, that's too far one way. This feels too far the other way to me where it, 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 I really wonder, and Jonas, we've talked about this for years now, is what is what could a player do that the public would, you know, almost 80% plus say that's wrong. I, I'm on the owner's side. Like What would it have to be?
5: Yeah, I'm not sure. And I do feel like this is Roethlisberger trying to pat himself on the back because he made it a point to, you know, tell people when he spoke about this that one of the reasons he took less money was for guys like T.J. Watt to get paid. I mean, he he, he made that that very aware that, you know, he deserves this money and that's part of the reason why I did what I did. So it felt like it was a roundabout way of him patting himself on the back.
3: Which, Which, you know, here's what I know. Just like with Aaron Rodgers, Last year, he was amazing. He was as good as anyone has ever been, probably, as a quarterback. I don't like Aaron Rodgers, but I can see that and say that. But what does it say about his prior three or four years, or four-plus years, that were not near that good? It says to me that all you got to do is motivate the guy, and you're going to see the truth. This is what people have been going gaga about with Aaron Rodgers for his whole career, since he started, which is, look at the talent, look at the ability. And he, he put it together and uh, Big Ben coming in thinner now on the TV 12 or whatever doesn't that make you question about the prior five years that he he, he waddled in and I'm telling you right now Big Ben's the toughest player I've ever seen as a Steelers fan uh, Terry Bradshaw was famous for being tough I think his name was it might might have been Deacon Jones from the Browns but some mean tackle or DN picked him up and like power drove Terry Bradshaw back in the day famously and Bradshaw was tough but I've seen Big Ben take hits and come back I've never seen another quarterback do so I respect the heck out of that guy and I think he's the greatest quarterback better than Bradshaw and I I was like 10 years old when Bradshaw started winning Super Bowl so I mean like I was in I had a little 12 shirt and I, I didn't have quite the same arm. But the, rea- the reality, I used to try to emulate the way he threw the ball. If you look back, I'm sure you can see in the uh, uh, Google, is he used to put his hand on, or his finger on the tip of the ball. Yeah. And it was like this weird, like he used to throw the javelin <laughs> in, in, in college. And it was like I tried to throw like that. It looked like a punt when I would do it. <laughs> but I love Bradshaw. But Big Ben gets a ton of my respect but he's not a deep thinker, and to me, this goes against helping the team. It goes against everything, really, other than wanting to seem like a good guy because more money sounds like a good thing, and that, to me, is very shallow thinking. Any closing thoughts? Uh, AJ.
6: I, but I do you say he's not helping the team but he would be helping the team right now which is what Big Ben cares about this is his last season he wants the team to win right now
3: so him being motivated Big Ben to try to get TJ Watt resigned would involve not trying to give him power to hold out it would be trying to make it where he signed because you know who's going to be more influential the, uh, or influenceable who's going to be influenced the Rooney's or T.J. Watt, because so you want more likely. Yeah, you think the Roonies are going to be like, uh oh, Big Ben said that we better <laughs> sign him. <laughs> no, yeah, we are. St- oh, we are straight out of Vegas, Jonas.
5: No, I was just going to say what, the hangup, reportedly, according to Aditi Kikowala, who covers the does a lot of work for NFL Network with the Steelers, is the guarantees. The Steelers traditionally will only guarantee money at signing bonus. So the signing bonus will be guaranteed in new deals and then after that they'll restructure and do some things later on to make sure the player does get more money but they just don't want to you know, take on all of that cost up front. And this is the way they've always done business. They've done it with Roethlisberger they've done it with everybody and it feels like TJ Watts trying to get an organization who's had a lot of success, who's done it a certain way and had success doing it to go against everything that they stand by and the season's a couple of days away. I I just don't see how this gets resolved before week one.
3: And Pittsburgh is famous for once the week one hits or one, you know, once the game is played, they do not renegotiate yeah. during the year.
5: And it's and, hard to argue a team like that that's had as much sustained success over how many generations, three coaches and what, 60 years yeah, or since, whatever since it is, 69, yeah. It's it's hard to argue that their method doesn't work better than some others that we've seen around the NFL.
3: I agree with that, but I also it's funny cuz I you know, I guess that's one of the good things on a talk show is you can see both sides of it. I would say the following. Whenever there is a bureaucracy Right, it might be the government, it might be a big college, whatever it is where you're interacting with it, or a city, which is the government, I guess, is they will always default. In, in radio, you get this too sometimes, Jonas. Now again, I've never had to deal with it, but at local stations when I've been around the periphery, oh my god. It's like, well, it's policy. Yeah. You, <laughs> you, you can't bring in your Doritos policy. And it's such a crutch, because it's like, yeah, you made the policy, you can change it. So the question is, is this something the Steelers have done that is now outdated? Because I'm not a player guy overly, but if he's one of the best defenders in the or defensive players in the league, the idea that if he got hurt, you know, how much are they looking to guarantee him? Did I, I hear 18 the, million or something?
5: It could have been. I haven't seen the actual number. Aj, just been different
6: reports. I haven't seen an actual number either. I've heard 18 to 20 or 16, 16 to 18 is what I heard.
3: Well, he deserves more than that guaranteed. If you're one of the best defensive players in the league, so I'm not— But, anti- RJ, this is
6: where they caught up with Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell wanted guaranteed money after the first year, and the Steelers said no, and that ended up being the end of that relationship.
3: Yeah, but the difference is, in my opinion, was Le'Veon Bell wanted the money too early. Watts entering his fifth year option, correct? Yes. So this is his last year. I mean, if he plays out this year, if, if the game kicks off on Sunday—
6: Something's got to give.
3: And the Steelers, well, no, it won't give. The Steelers will not renegotiate after that, even if he'll play, I think. But then the day this season's over, he's an unrestricted free agent. So the whole, the reason these, in my opinion, and I think this is just objectively true, I'm just not, I sounded like I was going to teach you guys. You guys know this. The reason that home teams, the team that drafted the player, have such an advantage on re-signing is because they can pay him early. Right? So think about Dak, how many years it took where he was getting paid a modest amount of money relative to what others were being paid for his position, that Dallas kept saying no, 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 and he kept living on that short money. Now, he had sponsorships and all that, so it was easier. What is is getting decent money as a first-round draft choice, but at the, he, he could have got paid after his third year. So now this, So it strikes me this would be two full years of them saying, we're not going to pay you yet. And then he gets to be free. So the trade off is, you know, because remember when Zeke Elliott was in Cabo, Jonas, it was his third year <laughs> and it was, it was the first time they could have paid him. He said, I'm not even playing my fourth without it. And, and fifth, forget about it. TJ Watts entering his fifth, if I'm not mistaken. Is that right, guys?
1: Yes. Yeah, that's right.
3: Yeah. yeah, so that means he's played now a full year on short money relative to being the best, one of the best defenders in the league, and now if you make him play another year on short money, you know what that means? It means free agency. And he he earned it by playing on short money. Pittsburgh would be stupid to allow for that. Go.
6: Or it means a franchise tag, right? Yeah.
3: Yeah, but but yeah, good point, good point. But, I mean, meaning that he could be an unrestricted free agent, but they have a chance to trump it like a trump card and then sign him again. Still, though... It just feels like you're going to create a bunch of – and maybe it's what Jonas said. It's about a precedent, and that's the main thing here. It's not even the money. I bet they wish they could pay him a different way, but I guess they could front load the bonus, right?
5: Yeah, they can uh, and, and kind of spread it out a little bit. And one of the things that was pointed out, um, I think it was on ESPN, they, they said that typically what the Steelers do is they don't want all of that bulk money to, to come out of their pockets up front. So what they'll do is they've been known to restructure. And that way, it's their way of giving players more of that mm. guaranteed money. But it's later on in the deal. And it feels like T.J. Watt doesn't want to wait till later on. He wants to get to get his money now.
3: Plus, that's truly not a guarantee because they're the only restructure exactly. players that they're comfortable that they want to. Keep keep on the team and and
5: if he gets injured good luck getting to having the Steelers continue to give him guaranteed money if something happens
3: and that's what happened where occasionally and I think it happened with the Falcons and Matt Ryan this year a team gets in such bad straits they have to restructure a guy they don't want to restructure do you really think they wanted two more years locked in with Ryan they didn't but they had to so the salary cap is something most talk shows don't talk about much it's it's not interesting in some ways we don't understand it here as well. I can't speak for Jonas, but, you know, in Vegas here, you know, we don't understand it as well as we should. And I think this offseason, I'm going to put some real energy into it because nowadays you look at a team like the Patriots, and Fezzik said, he goes, you know, and I was on this one. I said, you know they're going to spend the money because they got it. You think Balichek's going to sit on it? And they spent all that money in the offseason and – and free agents. And once they spent the money, their odds improved a bunch because they had all these new players. We should have known that they were going to spend it. And we should have known Atlanta wasn't going to be able to do it. So, what do they do? Julio Jones is gone. They have to extend Matt Ryan. In a way, if you understand the money, you can be early on some of the decisions these teams are making.
4: Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas, weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific.
5: Straight Out of Vegas here on Fox Sports Radio. I'm Jonas Knox, voice of You, the fan. He's the voice of Vegas, RJ Bell.
3: Let's take our final break. When we come back, it's football season, and on Wednesdays, even throughout the whole week, we like to give early picks. Now, A.J. had an amazing run in college football. Maybe we'll get a college football for him, or maybe for me we'll get NFL. We're going to decide on the break, but a best bet for sure is coming up. He's R.J.
5: Bell. I'm Jonas Knox. This is the pregame show you've always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio.
0: Straight out of Vegas! (laughs)
4: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
0: Covino and Rich here, and whether you're headed to a campus to see some college baseball, meet up with old friends, or show off the alma mater to your kids, spring is prime time in college towns. And if you're planning a trip, two words for you, graduate hotels. There's no better place to stay.
1: Higher ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires
0: and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com. The way tire buying should be. From BBC Radio 4,
4: Britain's biggest paranormal podcast
6: is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board.
4: This
3: I'm R.J. Bell. We are straight out of Vegas.
5: And I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you, the fan. So, R.J., we are a little over 24 hours away from the NFL's kickoff. It is the Cowboys and the Bucks Right now, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are a a nine-and-a-half-point favorite on Pregame.com, but the season is right around the corner.
3: Nine-and-a-half. Ooh, dog. Mackenzie, take a look at the uh, multiple-book screen. Is that consensus?
4: Wow. No, that's an outlier. Eight and a
3: half is consensus. Okay, so eight and a half and up to nine and a half. I mean, I'm telling you. Now, people might say, well, RJ, you talk about key numbers. Nine's not a key number. You know, actually, nine is a massively key number on teasers. So, if you're not familiar with teasers, very popular. Now, Jonas, you seem like a teaser guy.
5: <laughs> yeah, especially if I've been uh, drinking and I have ah, to get some action. I'll, I'll figure out a way to work the numbers so I can get something, some bet in that I like, of course. Yes,
3: and, and here's why. Because what a teaser is for the uninitiated, and by the way, this is almost like explaining like crack cocaine. like You don't want people <laughs> to try it because it can be addictive. But you get to move the line six points, but you've got to pick two teams. So it's like, hey, I'll give you six, sonny boy, but you got to win two. But that's no big deal because you're getting six points. And that's how people think. And what they end up seeing is every game looks good if you move at six. So I'm going to do a best bet. I won't tell you what side it is, but let's talk about that game and then see if the teaser looks good. So Arizona is playing uh, Tennessee, and Arizona's plus three. So, if we think to ourselves and say, hmm, Arizona plus nine, what do you think, McKenzie? that sound good? Yeah, I'll take that. Yeah. And then, how about Tennessee getting points, getting, you know, uh, I guess what would it be? It'd be a field goal, right? And it's like, how's that sound? A team that's laying three getting three.
6: (laughs) Right? Well, you don't tease through zero, though.
3: Well, you don't. But don't you understand, AJ? We're talking about how the public thinks.
6: (laughs) Oh. I would. I would do it. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah.
3: But AJ trying to be
6: smart... It's not trying thing. to be smart. That's just, that's, look, okay. I was going to say it's basic, but sorry, Jonas. <laughs> no, no it's, just, it's
3: it's not basic. I mean, that's the thing, is understanding what a money line is isn't really basic. I mean, I've hit on 18 before. In yeah. Vegas. I mean, so that, it's like, it, uh, that's a true story. I'm not making that up. And you know what's funny? AJ's right in the following way that if you're taking winning seriously, then understanding the basics of what numbers to move through or not move through with teasers is kind of a 101 level thing but you know what so is eating a bunch of vegetables and fruit and working out at least 5 days a week if you're trying to be healthy but you know what there's a lot of people that spend a lot of time trying to be healthy quote unquote try that has never done that so I feel attacked yeah well, <laughs> i mean you know you're in yeah and 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 that's to me the point anyone who's good at gambling typically but hasn't made enough money to feel good about their life they end and i'm not saying this is you aj but they end up being so critical of every mistake even though i could listen to these people and like there's 20 things they're saying wrong but they know 10 things that are wrong about someone else is saying and they make such a big deal about it to me the thing any listener has to do is say how serious am i about winning and then put in the commensurate work to win and you know what if someone told me like jonas he's not serious he'd like to win but he wants to have fun i'm like amen Just don't – the trick is don't think you're trying to win when you're not and put real money on it. When I say real, I mean whatever it is that would hurt you if you lose is real. Speaking of the opposite of that, Jonas, let's set it up. That Tennessee game uh, is going to be my best bet.
5: Yeah, and it's this Sunday. It is a 1 Eastern time kickoff, 12 local time there in Nashville. It's the Titans hosting the Cardinals. And right now it is Tennessee, a three-point favorite on Pregame.com.
3: Okay. So – this is my Wednesday best bet, which I'll do, you know, when A.J. doesn't have one. But the text, the text I had, was, it, I said, it's either A.J. or me. And it was like, R.J., please, please, you. And it's like, all right. But, again, I said A.J. might do college. They're like, maybe. It's only been one week. But this pick's easy, so this is what I'm saying. Tennessee is the most overrated team in the NFL, I think. They've done what the public loves but isn't what builds NFL winners. They got the aging Big name. What have they lost? Well, they've lost an offensive coordinator that some would say is the reason Tannehill turned things around. Not to mention the fact, though, the first game. This might not be a huge issue, but Derrick Henry and the accumulated fatigue. I mean, we. And you might say he's not tired. He had of the off season. Well, listen, when guys finally their legs go or even drop twenty percent, it's not like they get a couple good nights sleep and they're back. Right. So to me, I think there's a question with Henry. There's a question with a new O.C., how they're going to do the first game. There's a question if the O.C. is nearly as good. There's a question about Jones and his integration. And as much as Arizona, there's uncertainty with them. A lot of Kyler Murray's struggles last year was he wasn't running because he hurt his shoulder about the middle six games. In the other games, he looked pretty good. And getting points home, personally, I think this is a – uh, really good value play, and we're fading the public's love of Julio Jones and Tennessee in general. So, best bet on Arizona plus three, RJ Bell.
5: And if you missed any of today's show, you can check out the podcast at foxsportsradio.com. Just search for Straight Out of Vegas. We're back tomorrow, 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 o'clock Pacific, right here on Fox
0: Sports Radio. Straight Out of Vegas! <laughs>